Aaron Whitlow, Quentin Hollis, and uh, we are the Markout Movie Podcast. And today we are doing a uh, we'll do uh, we have a series called Analyze This where we analyze different things, but we're going to actually have a conversation about the one and only Bruce Lee, the uh, the in my opinion the greatest martial artist uh, to ever live. One one within film and also I say within just martial arts itself. And so Quentin is, I call, I consider him an expert on Bruce. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing, not an expert. And I want to put out a disclaimer <laughs> to say that I don't want people to think that we are trying to cover all of his life because there's no way you can like spend just an hour or two talking about everything that he was about, his journey, right. all his training, all of his knowledge. And even all of the stuff that we know about and see, of course, is just a part of what he probably knew and what he'd studied. He couldn't tell everybody everything that he had done. And so and people can't write about everything somebody has done. Right. We only write from what we see and and things like that. So I just want to put that disclaimer out that we're not trying to, you know, cover his whole life. But I think it pays homage to him because we are saying Here's a show that we're dedicating to <clears throat> show um, that Bruce had a huge impact on American culture, uh, world culture, uh, when it comes to movie making, when it comes to entertainment, when it comes to fighting, when it comes to sports. You know, he's up there with a Jordan or an Ali when it comes to an athlete, um, because we hadn't seen anybody like that before. Mm-hmm. And we haven't seen anyone since. We've seen a lot of people who are really good, and and I think that's cool. It's cool to have you know first of something, and and then you not you don't see it again. Like we don't, see, we might not ever see an Ali. And like, you can compare it. And you, you can, can compare, compare the younger ones, the uh, latter ones too. Like so, say the Ali's or like mm-hmm. we always compared Mike Tyson to Muhammad Ali. Right. You know, but I love Mike Tyson. Is one of my favorite boxers of all time. But he. Is no Muhammad Ali, you right, know, right. and uh, and um, you know, I like LeBron to the extent. I'm not a huge LeBron guy, but he will never be a Michael Jordan, or he will never be a Kobe Bryant. Right, right, Just, right. And and I think that's cool to be able to have those conversations, and it's cool to and have those different icons that come. You know, there's a, a saying in uh, Asian culture, and you know, may you live in interesting times, and and I have. I mean, I feel like we have, right? We we were able to grow up on people like uh, Jordan and Michael Jackson and Bruce Lee and, you know, and these guys and Freddy Krueger. And, I mean, it's just a great... John Candy, great, just like, just, yeah. Right. So we hope, and you hope that every generation has that. So anyway, without that, or without delay, further delay, let's go ahead and get into Bruce Lee and his effects on, I mean, even when I say it, it's like, Jeez, that's bold to try to say you're going to cover. I mean, it's not going to be exhaustive. It right, won't be right, exhaustive right. at all. Uh, but, yeah, um, one thing I want to mention real quick is, Bruce, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but um, I've heard, I've heard uh, that Bruce uh, taught, essentially he taught people kung fu or gung fu uh, when in a time in which uh, it was still frowned upon to teach it to people that were not 
uh, Chinese. That's true. It, and and even even kung fu compared to karate, uh, is like when the Chinese taught their martial arts to the Chinese to the Japanese. Japanese. Uh, they taught it in a sense of where they're not giving them everything and in a way in which they still open. Because if you look at karate, it's an exaggerated, like the things are open, whereas with Kung Fu stuff, it's closer mm-hmm. and tighter, yeah. you know, whereas they taught it in a way in which they're still opening themselves up for attack and things like that, whereas Kung Fu is a little bit more guarded and stuff. So um, yeah. I think that uh, Bruce, um, Bruce, shifted the culture of martial arts in America by teaching Americans martial arts. And you want to talk about that a little bit? Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we hear countless stories of uh, his friends, uh, his wife, or ex-wife, former wife, widow wife, boy, widow, I remember, widow, yeah. um, saying that, yeah, he was getting, he was receiving a lot of flack for teaching um Americans, non-Chinese Americans, uh, Kung Fu. And not only that, it was a style that was really sacred to uh, mainland China because Wing Chun was a, was a sacred art form. And there's even stories that Yip Man didn't really, you know, like that he went out and taught it, but didn't, you know, necessarily say what it was and give their culture credit like for doing that, like his school credit. And so there, you know, you hear that from different biographers now saying it, that that was part of the beef a little bit. But anyway, back to the point, yeah, he was he was doing that. And Bruce was kind of like, he was a maverick in the sense of he believed that everybody should should know it. We're all brothers and sisters. You know, I think he was ahead of his time looking at the eclectic model of people and saying, we're all human beings. We all have two hands, two you know, two um, feet and and uh, arms and heart, and so we should we should treat each other like that. So anyway, um, we, we definitely would say he's one of the first to ever come over and say, "Here, everybody, this is this is our art," and uh, and he had such pride too. It wasn't like he was selling out. I never felt like that. Like he always and everybody you know everybody's. Uh, recounts of knowing him he always stayed true to his culture Mm -hmm. but showing you the beauty of it and if you offended his culture he would definitely take arms with it Uh, but anyway uh, yeah and maybe and with that being said Quentin uh, maybe the reason why he was so offensive of his uh, defensive rather Uh of his culture is because he was um, he was biracial Mm-hmm. And so he was not fully Chinese, and so that's something that he had to fight with, wrestle with his whole life, of not being treated. He he was treated as an outcast, right? Because of his not being fully Chinese, and so maybe that that caused him to be. It's just me, hypothetically speaking. Maybe because I, I I can't pretend to know the brain. Of Bruce Lee, you know, right? But uh, maybe that's the reason for his being um, so driven to uh, protect uh, Chinese culture, but not protect it in the sense of uh, you can't have it or you can't have access to it, but protect it. If I give you access to it, 
don't cheapen it. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? No, nah, Aaron, and I think that's a great point, that the fact that he was interracial in his makeup, it gave him that sense of, um, I, can, I appreciate my background, but I also know that it's important to have people come together. Because I, my family is, I, I'm proof of that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's the same thing with the Obama effect. I think I was just thinking because about he had the interracial background, it was like he could see our part, but he could also see that it's important to include everybody because he's a part of that. So, you know, uh, there's a there's a thing where, and I forget the lady who did that research in which she, the brown-eyed, blue-eyed, so research on racism and she said you know when people are feel like they've been you know marginalized and oppressed and things like that they don't want to make other people feel that way right. you know when they get power they kind of actually want to make people feel inclusive right and included and so i think bruce lee because he was treated differently like you said growing up bullied because he was half you know um, german you know and, and that sort of thing bullied and teased I think that made him have this hard shell of you better not mess with me baby you know that kind of thing but at the same time I'm sensitive to being oppressed and I'm sensitive to being you know treated poorly and I think that's why he he did have a lot of friends that were African-American and and also other minorities and and Japanese and you know because he was he was he understood that right yeah so yeah that made him special too i don't think if you did i don't think if he had that mixture of a background that he wouldn't have been as i don't think he would have been i should say would not he would have not been uh, because uh as um appealing and sensitive right to everybody yeah. and also i think that when i think of bruce i think of him as a uh he was a um a social butterfly you know yeah. like he yep. would uh it, he had some like few people have this um ability to just like a magnet to pull people to them uh bruce uh ali we mm-hmm. mentioned him tyson in some regard jordan in some regard um you know uh obama he had this uh you know whether you like him or hate him the guy had a magnetism that would bring people to him, you know, yeah. draw people to him. And, and, and you know what? When I just when you just said that, I was thinking, you know what's similar to all of those guys, a common denominator to all of them, is they all had very humble beginnings. Mm. You know, Ali, bike stolen, wanted to fit, you know, wanted to get his bike back. Now, can you teach me how to fight? Obama, father leaving, you know. Um, People treating him differently because he was biracial and he had a white mom, white grandmother. Um, you mentioned Jordan uh, getting cut from a team, getting beat down by his brother on the basketball court. Wasn't tall enough. Wasn't tall <laughs> enough, wasn't big enough, blah, blah, blah. And so they developed this type of you know, courage and this type of armor, but at the same time this type of understanding and compassion for the underdog and for the common person that it naturally, I think, gives them charisma and appeal and, and, and a uh, an appealing personality right because they didn't have it all in the beginning you know Bruce Lee uh, having not just the interracial thing but the issue with um, his manhood because he didn't have the drop testicle right and so right. he he you know he was always you know very combative even um, 
so the makings of Bruce, you know, and then seeing what we saw in the, to, to get to where we saw him at the end of his life in, our, in those films, when you look at all of that, it's like, man, no wonder. No wonder he exploded on, on, on film, right. you know, with all this energy. And I mean, imagine that upbringing, that energy force, and now you put it in front of a camera, a, a, you know, um, and, and just, and then on top of that, with his training, and a lot of people don't know that, that with his training when he was younger, he was, you know, his father was in opera and, mm -hmm. and, and was an actor, and, and he became an actor at an early age. You know, so he learned film, he, film, he learned all of that stuff. And so he just let it all sort of mature. And by the time we saw him in some of these movies, and he had a vision of showing, showing the world that, you know, this is a very powerful force that, you know, we're dealing with, which is the martial arts, the real beautiful martial yeah. arts. Um, I think it just made him, you know, even more uh, valuable. And it also tested, it, it sort of shows testimony, or gives testimony to, you know, um, what can happen when you have such a, a humble upbringing? Um, I know that uh, Bruce, oh, well, I don't say I know, but I believe, I've, I've seen the, uh, you remember the, the Bruce Lee story uh, with starring Jason Lee? Oh, yes. As Bruce, um, the J uh, was that Dragon? Jason Scott Lee? Yeah. Yeah, Dragon. Dragon, Bruce, Bruce Lee, Lee story. story. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Which, you know, Jason for Scott the longest Lee. time, I didn't like it as much uh, yeah. because. For one, I think Jason Scott Lee doesn't look anything. Right. But once yeah, again, yeah, you yeah, yeah. you're not gonna find someone yeah. unless years later, if they if if he never passed away, they could have possibly cast Brandon Lee as his father, right. and that would have been perfect, you know. But uh, but even then, Brandon had a different style from his daddy mm -hmm. as, as well. Um, but yeah, um, I think that in the Jason in the in that movie, they showcase a part where. And I don't know. I don't know if it's true or not. So you, that's where you come into play, where uh, Bruce is in a tournament or some type of uh, uh, ex exhibition. Oh, okay, yeah. And yeah. he gets injured. Like the guy. Oh, kicks him in the kicks back. Kicks him in the back, and like, and it like, <laughs> like Hurts. takes him down. But he actually builds it, builds back up to you know. And I know that, uh, and I believe that he still had a lot of chronic pain because of his injuries. Right. Uh, but um, so the and second that part. Ahead, it could have led to his, uh, I believe, his death. He took a, a, a pill or something, uh, allegedly took a pill. Uh -huh. or something that uh, caused a uh, caused him to go into like a, a coma or a seizure or right, something right. like that. And, you know. That's one of the theories. That's one of the theories. Mm -hmm. I said allegedly because, you know, uh, you know. But no, so, so the movie, of course, that didn't. Yeah, so the movie became sort of Hollywood right there. He didn't get injured in, at that ex- uh, uh, exhibition. Um, the injury came from a weightlifting accident, uh, and it actually hurt his back pretty bad. And and he began to take um, cortisone shots, steroid shots, in his spine ever since then. Mm. And so there's one theory that actually talks about that what happens when you constantly take those shots over periods of time, it can cause those edemas and those brain in those that brain swelling and tissue up there swelling. A lot of medical stuff going on there, but um, basically that uh, okay, because of breakdown, yeah, and because of break the breakdown of tissue and things like that, it can it can lead to that that brain swelling that that killed him, and that's why he complained of a headache before supposedly taking that that pill. Now the aspirin or whatever could have exacerbated the the 
issue because it opens up blood. It right. opens up the flow of blood. Flood, flow, flow of blood, and yeah. it could just have well, and he can have adverse effects. Now, so there's you know theories there, but back, and we don't need to get into yeah, yeah. get into all the theories, but uh, people can look that up. They have some good information out there. There's a new autobi- I'm, I'm sorry, a new biography out there that goes into another kind of theory that just said he had a series of heat strokes. And because he was so underweight, see, Bruce Lee was so, Bruce Lee lost maybe 40, 30 pounds from the time he first came from America to uh, um, uh, Hong Kong to start making those movies. That's a lot of weight to lose. And even his friends when he's making Game of Death, and you can see it in Game of Death when he puts on the yellow suit. He is super thin. Yeah, he's very gaunt. As a yeah, and as opposed to watching the first movie, like Enter um, the Dragon, or you talking Fist about Chinese Fury, or they call it the Big Boss yeah, over Big there, Boss. Yeah. or Fist of Fury is what we called it here. Um, you can see how thick he was then. Now this is only he made those three move three or four movies in like a span of only two years or two and a half years, and you can see the weight that he lost. He had like zero body fat. Body right? fat, right? Yeah, which is dangerous. Absolutely. Your yeah. muscles need fat. We need fat. We need fat to survive. Yeah. So anyway, um, I'm trying to stick to that, that point that you brought up about his death and this and that and, this, and the injury in the movie. So the movie is off on that, but he did have an injury that he did, he was plagued with throughout his life and that people, some people do think that that's part of the reason why he died so prematurely. Yeah. So, yeah. Another legend I heard, uh, which I heard this on, uh, I believe, I had to enter the Dragon documentary, uh, uh, you know, DVD, and it had, like, uh, his his widow and some other people oh, that knew yeah. him talking about him. <laughs> and one person mentioned how uh, one one set, um, and the movie kind of played with that a little bit, but it, not to the extent, but there's a guy mocking him, and they're sitting on a wall mocking him. And oh, Bruce, yeah. Bruce essentially scaled the wall and kicked him off. Yeah. I don't know how true that is, yeah. but uh, I assume I assume with Bruce, and that's the type of person that that Bruce lends himself to, is urban legends about who he was. Right. Oh, I heard he once beat this one guy up, mm-hmm. or I heard they once kicked the dude. You know, I remember growing up hearing the legend of the the one inch punch or two inch. What is oh, two, yeah, yeah. two inch one punch, inch punch. one inch punch where he hit some some guy and he went flying and then. <laughs> As an adult later on, I seen the footage. I was yeah. like, "Oh wow, that's impressive." Yeah. That dude went back, you know, yeah. and uh, and that's a classic Wing Chun punch. Hmm. So listeners out there, they'll know that that's he he got there from Wing Chun um, because it's the transfer. And and at seminars that I go to, I um, there's a Sifu out there, uh, Eamon Bo and people can look him up. He's very talented, very yeah, good. I've heard of him. He's you told me about him. Okay, and so he demonstrates that quite a bit. And it's true. I've seen it. I, I've even felt it. And we can do it to some degree um, because it's just a transfer of energy. And if a person is standing straight up, um, energy goes, energy disperses. So if you use the ground as your your conductor, almost. conductor almost, and, and we are electric, and we just shoot the energy through our with the bones being aligned in per, in perfect harmony, which Bruce Lee had great symmetry mm-hmm. and that's another thing that we can get on the fact that he was so explosive was because he was a really good athlete and he was really built well long arms short torso for power strong strong legs longer legs for kicking things like that and then he was super flexible yeah. and small that's so his speed, brain yeah. his brain to body communication is 
like that, instant. Right. But anyway, so back to the punch. Yeah, it is a true punch, and Bruce could do it. Uh, Wing Chun people, practitioners out there can do it. And it's just a transfer of energy. And, you know, if you're standing flat foot, you're going to get knocked back. He was just so explosive because he was uh, a nut, a fanatic at training. So, and people talk about how crazy that guy trained and how much power he had. So, uh, once again, by the time we see him on film, of course he would explode, you know, <laughs> yeah, uh, in front of us. So, um, and uh, before we get dived into him a little bit more, like prior to Bruce, uh, I think Kung Fu, uh, martial arts in general. Uh, for one, I don't think that you've really seen a lot of karate uh, showcased in uh, films. Uh, if it was, it was like, it's silly. Like yeah. judo chop, like, you know, James Bond or somebody mm-hmm. that does something. Like maybe it was like some type of judo move, like a flip or something like that. But it was just, it was hokey. In my yeah. opinion, it was hokey. Yeah. And then uh, then you seen like uh, the... Shaolin type of movies, the, the, you know, with the poses, yeah, yeah, and, you know, sound yeah, effects, sound effects and the, the and the, and the, miles. and the bad dub, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, so you see those type of movies, which there is a place for those, there's a place yeah. for them, but with Bruce's movies, uh, like Chinese Connection, uh, the, the big balls, uh, you know those those movies like that. It, for me, Enter the Dragon is my favorite one. But yeah, uh, but yeah, those movies. What you saw was him take it into a totally different type of avenue. And then also with uh, Enter the Dragon, what you saw was a precursor to um, uh, MMA because you've seen different martial artists uh, showcasing their abilities against yeah. one another, which yeah. later on. Gave uh, rise to Pancrase, which later on gave rise to MMA and UFC yep. and things like that. Yep. It wouldn't have, I, I my opinion, wouldn't really happen if it wasn't for those exhibitions that Bruce kind of showcased. And Bruce had also, uh, you know, had those showcased back in China when with those rooftop fights, and so it all kind of connected. Yeah, know? and even in the even in the movie of Into the Dragon, Bruce Lee shows off different art forms and he definitely shows off Wing Chun with a lot of pox styles and lopping and things like that but he shows off a little bit of um, uh, karate and judo and, judo and, and even jiu-jitsu a little, little bit. boxing a little, little boxing yeah. so you're right I think I think Into the Dragon is one of those movies that was a precursor to MMA so that's a, yeah it's a really good point as well as even uh, Chinese I mean uh, uh, Return of the Dragon with uh, Jet, um, with uh, Chuck Norris and that. Chuck Norris. Okay, so yeah, I forgot. I forget all about and, and that. And so actually. that classic scene where he's fighting Chuck Norris, he he went from traditional. It's Way of the Dragons. It was so called. in uh, Asia, it was called Way of the Dragon. Oh, okay. Right here, we called it uh, Return, Return of the Dragon. Okay. In Asia, Big Boss, or it was called Big Boss. Here, it was called Fist of Fury. You know the scene I remember the most out of Return of the Dragon or Way of the Dragon What's that? is the cat. Is the, uh, the cat? Yeah. It's the scene that jumps out to me. Yeah, yeah. It's just like it's just so. It was oh, very. It was classic. almost like uh, between him and uh, Chuck was almost like a western. You yeah. know, like like the standoff of yeah. these two guys. You know, and Chuck. You know, not not to give not to down Chuck Norris at all, 
Chuck Norris is a phenomenal martial artist. Right. Uh, and, um, you know, and a legend in his own right, you know. And it was, it's pretty major back then to see. You, I don't think we really realized what we're seeing. Oh, I know. We're seeing Bruce and Chuck Norris together. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. It's like, that's the equivalent of today seeing... Uh, uh, well, like like Jordan and LeBron squaring off and saying, yeah. right, we're going to go one-on-one. Yeah. And we're going to let the world see it. Yeah, let the world see it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, yeah. It, it's 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 the feeling that you got when you see Magic Johnson and Larry Bird right. going right. going head-to-head. Yeah. You know, during the uh, NBA Finals and stuff like that. That's the feeling that you saw yeah. when you seen that stuff, you know. Yeah. so Ali and Foreman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the, uh, was it Rumble in the Jungle or is uh, that the I, one uh, – no, that's it. Yeah, yeah but yeah, um, but uh, yeah. So go you know, back to you. I'm sorry. No, no, no. But uh, yeah, about the uh, way the Return of the Dragon. What you're saying? Oh yeah, yeah. So in that he so uh, very classic during that little cat fight, right? He was trying his traditional martial art or martial arts that got him through the entire movie, mm-hmm. and then he gets to a point where he's losing against Chuck. Yeah, and then he has to do that broken rhythm thing. Now there's 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 a backstory, and people say, and I don't know how true this is, so don't you know quote me on. But people say that this was his homage to Ali when he started when doing he started the, dance. the bounce, the dance, uh-huh, yeah. because he did idolize how graceful and how fast that big man was. And he, unlike the movie of um, uh, we just uh, once saw, upon a time in Hollywood, right? Instead of him saying, "Oh, he's you know lucky he wasn't able to." fight with his hand or if he wouldn't be able to do that with his hands and whatever blah blah I mean feet he really idolized Ali yeah um, and he talked about it from what my brothers would tell me in different interviews uh, and how graceful Ali was well everybody was amazed with Ali I mean yeah. nobody since then I mean how many how many heavyweights you know who could dance like that for right. jump up for the whole fight and have lightning fast hands yeah at 6'3 you know 6'4 and and uh, Ali with the uh, famous rope dope, just you know, just his uh, ability to utilize, and that's and Bruce did it too, you know, uh, and that's a, a component of Wing Chun, I would think so as well. Also with Hapkido, uh, is utilizing other people's energy against them, uh, yeah. and so Bruce, yep. with the rope dope, he will allow allow you to, uh, you know, gas yourself out, you know, he allow you to punch. Well on him, beat on him as much as you want. He's covered. Uh, you've seen that, uh, and, and you know you've seen that utilized with the Floyd Mayweather and uh, Conor McGregor fight. Uh, you've seen where Floyd, and I'm not a huge Floyd fan, but uh, you've seen where Floyd Floyd Mayweather utilized the Europa dope, utilized the let. I'm gonna let you beat on me and yeah. do all you need to do, and he's getting winded. Yeah, and, and then Floyd just comes out and you know, like. Like boom, 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 and stuff yeah. on him because, uh, and that's what Ali did. Ali will allow you to go ahead. I'm, you think you're winning? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep right. hitting me. Keep hitting me. Right, yeah. Right. Just and the next thing you know, you you gassed, mm-hmm. and then he's like, "All right, I got you now." Mm-hmm. And so Bruce had Bruce had a way of utilizing your your energy against you. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. You kick. Oh yeah, that's nice. Yeah, do it again, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And then when you do it, you leave it out there, and you know, boom, you mm-hmm. know. Or he'll block it, you know, and stop your energy, and then redirect it, you yeah. know, with yeah. the, with the with the punch or something yeah. like that. 
So yeah, so so to that, like I said, to that point of you know changing up your fighting style mm -hmm. to fit the opponent and be able to do that on the whim, that's MMA to a T, right? Because they they're training multiple fighting styles, mm -hmm. and then at, on a whim they can go to jujitsu. On a whim they can go to boxing. On the whim they can go to kickboxing. Whatever. Yeah. And and so. Bruce kind of showed that in that, in that and, and that's the brilliance of Bruce to even know that, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And, and sometimes they always say, sometimes these people who are geniuses, they, they, they're misunderstood during the time in which they live. Mm. Only people later. Like, realize that yeah. this, oh, I was in the presence of genius. Right. Yeah. Like, I think we're going to do that, and this is off the time. I think, we, and I'm not even going to speak on it too long. I think we're going to do that more so for Mike, people like Michael Jackson. Like we don't, we don't really. I always say this: we don't, we didn't really realize. I mean, we kind of did, but how much of a genius he was. Yeah. You know. All right. So now let's go back to Bruce. So, no, yeah, no, you're so, right. <laughs> so, so that's a different. That's a different podcast. Oh, we can go on Michael I and know, Prince. Man. Jeez, don't let me. Yeah, don't get me on that. Um, but anyway, so back to yeah, Bruce. So, you know, mixed martial arts, definitely he was there. You know, and, and speaking on Into the Dragon, it is one of my, it's my favorite movie too. Mm, my, nice too. Yeah. Um, when people watch that again, it's one of those movies you can watch over and over and over. And it, and it always seems like it's a, it's a movie for today. Mm -hmm. Like it had the racism element. It had the uh, guy abusing uh, and taking advantage of poor people mm -hmm. and developing this this rich island of turn you know of, of of prestige and whatever and oh you get you get invited only if you are to my liking and oh it's still secret and blah blah uh, you have different nationalities coming together mm. you have friendships that are tested, you have loyalty, you know, so you have all these things, and then you have a villain, you have a good hero, um, you know, and, and then a, and a, and a, like a sidekick. But anyway, the, watching that today, you still see the impact of that movie. And I, I look at all the movies that were made afterwards, and it just changed the way fighting in movies took place. Before that, you had the long, drawn-out punches, and you know, and uh, oh, you're talking about like just uh, just uh, uh, Western movies, yeah, like, Western like movies, fighting like, like John John Bond, Wayne, whatever, like whirling way back here, right, right. Punches, and, like, and you're thinking on TV when you're watching it, like, oh, he's gonna definitely duck or block that, and it's like, nope, here it comes from Mississippi, yeah, yeah. Tell, yeah. it's so telegraphed, right, yeah, and but then Bruce made it to where no. Matter of fact, if you blink, you won't even see this punch, and and we were like, whoa! But but see, to to me, and to I think a, a lot of people, I always thought that's how fighting looks on the street. Like it's very quick, it's very violent. Not all the stuff he did. I'm talking about just some of his quick explosion. Mm. You know, that's how it is. It's not a you know, and that's wild, right? And some people still wind up. But it's over like that, right? Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, but so after him, he just changed the, 
the, the whole dynamic of fight scenes and movies definitely changed martial art movies. And uh, just a, just an all-around big-time effect. Also, uh, you mentioned, uh, like, his adaptability as far as, like, with, uh, like, when he switches up his style. Yeah. Uh, a couple points. One, uh, with Return of the, Return of the Dragon. Uh, uh, when he starts doing the Muhammad Ali bounce, the like shuffle a little bit, the you know, just getting into it and just and then start whooping up on uh, Chuck Norris, mm-hmm. you see Chuck then try to mimic him. You know, mm-hmm. he tries to, to mm-hmm. do it a little bit, but he can't. Okay, it's it's the funniest thing is yeah. because he he's like, oh, okay, I'm gonna try it, and then, uh-huh. like, you know, it doesn't work. It's just so funny, but. Uh, and that's, and, and that's, see, but see, and I think even that communicates so much, right? It communicates that, and it's true. I altered myself, but I became more of who I am. You altered yourself to copy me, mm. so you no longer are expressing yourself. And that's a and that's true. A component of Jin Kundo in itself, yeah. Too. Like Jin Kundo is always changing, always forming. You know, it's not stagnant, and that's what Bruce wanted. He he didn't want Jin Kundo to be like. Like years later, you're still teaching the, the exact same, same thing that he yeah. taught. Yeah. Like, let's add something to it. Let's yeah. change something. All right. So we used to we used to do uh, this, but uh, we noticed that that didn't really work. So let's bring it in, right? And right, do this, or right. you know. Uh, so he wanted it to always be adapting and evolving. He yeah. didn't want it to be stagnant because that's his big criticism with uh, kung fu uh, was that they teach you forms and this mm-hmm. and this and it's just always going to be this it will never change from this and so he wants he wanted it to be evolving yeah you know? and he and he would even say that in, in many different ways and it is true to our society it's also true to uh civilizations that that does not right evolve mm-hmm. will eventually die right so styles that don't evolve will eventually die and he would he would talk about how those old styles are stale. They're gone. You know, you got to adjust those things or they're just done, you know, that kind of thing. And so in his movies, all of them had messages. All of them had messages of adapting or changing. And if you don't change, you're going to be gone, that kind of thing. Mm, so yeah, even, in so his, even in his Chinese connection, you know, we see the oppressing Japanese, you know, coming in, killing his teacher and this and that. And he had to do what he had to do to, you know, overcome them so that his school could survive and he could avenge his teacher. But, right, um, he didn't evolve. Mm. He was he always remained that fireball. So like in his theory and his philosophy, he too would 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 be no more. Right. You have to, to exist. He should have evolved. And, his, and it was this couple of scenes where his, his girlfriend and his other people's brothers are trying to get him to evolve and change like you've done it we're okay just turn yourself in right mm-hmm. and, and yeah just turn yourself in and we'll uh and he was like no i'm going out and i'm doing this kick and you guys have to take me out you know that kind of so he never evolved but not only that he also was trying to communicate that yeah if you have things that you've done you got to pay for those mm. right you got to pay for your you gotta have, there are consequences to what you've done. And it's all a matter of do you accept the consequences? No, it's not like it's no happy endings. Right. Like, like every was a every uh, action. action has a a reaction yeah. and a cause. Right. Yeah. Every so everything has a cause and every thing that 
is has something that will react to it. If, if yeah. I leave here uh-huh. and I run a stop sign, uh, I could either like let's think about it this way. <laughs> we just seen that movie. Uh, what's that? What's that movie with the kids? Uh, good boys. Oh, good, good, boy. good, good boys. <laughs> Uh, the scene where they run across the street. Yeah. You know, and the last kid kind of panicked and ran back to get his beer. They, he dropped. Yeah. That caused a, like, him not just dropping the beer. If he dropped the beer and just kept going, that somebody's going to hit it. It's going to probably create glass. Mm-hmm. It may potentially bust someone's tire or something right. like that, maybe. Right. Uh, but him going back caused people to swerve. Mm-hmm. Swerving caused him to crash into this person. And then this person slamming on the brakes and crashing this person. Right. And that person slamming on the brakes and crashing that person. And that blow-up dog goes out mm-hmm. the windshield or whatever um, because of that. So every action has a reaction. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, and Bruce also said this, um, that uh, when he talks about water, he says, you put water into a bowl, it becomes a bowl. You mm-hmm. put water into a teapot, it becomes a teapot. Mm-hmm. You put it into, into a, a, a vase, it becomes a vase. It right. becomes... Water is evolving. Water is adapts, pre- adapts and transforms and, and becomes its environment. Yeah. You know, and so we must be like water. We must we must evolve to our um, environment, not only in martial arts, but also in life. Because in, life, in yeah. life, things are going to, life, you know, um, my life told me that my mother was going to be alive uh-huh. years down the line. But my mom passed away like three years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so my life, I had to be that wider and evolve to a life now without my mother and what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And yes, there's still going to be tears. There's still going to be that. But three years later, I'm doing a lot better than I was then. Yeah. But yeah. because you have to evolve and adapt to now what it looks like now. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, no, I, I, I agree. Absolutely. And, and that's one thing we do share is that losing our mom and we didn't foresee that right growing up mm. and uh and, and you're right you do adapt and, and so bruce definitely communicated that you know he definitely wanted to show you that there are consequences to your actions he definitely wanted to show you that you know when it comes to fighting it's um it's a dangerous thing and and i and he i remember him well, through Linda, his uh, widow, yeah, saying that he wanted to communicate also that there's not there's no perfection in fighting. Like you're gonna get hurt. You're gonna you know it's it's a fight. You know it's a um, but the the will is is where you surpass the person who you're fighting according to his logic. Yeah. I remember him talking, and we're trying to still stay with the movies, but this goes into what he. Is well, script the movies also the movies. has his philosophy, right? Like exactly. deep in them. So. Exactly. So he would say, you know, if somebody's kind of wanting to. I'm paraphrasing. If somebody's kind of wanting to hit you, then I'm looking to, you know, break a bone in you, right? If somebody's willing to or is looking to break my bones, then I'm willing to take you, take you out, right? Like, you know, put you in the hospital, whatever. I gotta, you know. And if somebody's looking to put me in the hospital, then I am looking to kill you. Yeah. You know, so he said it's all it's always this matter of the person who's gonna survive it, who's gonna win is the one who's willing to take it further. Mm. And he would show that kind of in the movies in a certain way. Um, some fights he would just fight and kind of leave it. 
And then other fights he would fight, and you could see he's taking that person out. Uh, Absolutely. That kind of thing. You can actually see yeah. that if, and we, going back to Enter the Dragon. And we stay on Enter the Dragon because I love that. But uh, with Enter the Dragon in the uh, the basement scene, I call it, the underground oh, yeah, scene. The cellar. The One cellar. Of the best yeah, fight like where he that, essentially yeah. fights his way through. Yeah. A couple of things we've noticed in that. But one, he fights his way through. Um, you see, he's fighting to, like, uh, it comes to a point for him then that, uh, and I haven't seen this so long, but. Uh, where he says, okay, it's not just about knocking them out, it's about taking them out. Mm-hmm. So that I can go ahead and reach my goal and get to where I'm going. You know, so it went from like, you know, yeah, pop, I'm trying to knock you out or whatever, to I'm going to kill you, you yeah, know. Yeah. And so when it, the one of the final dudes that he grabs is Jackie Chan. Uh-huh. <laughs> not, a lot of people don't know that, but right, he right. grabs Jackie and uh, he breaks his neck, you know. Mm-hmm. And like, and, and the, although the camera... Uh, focuses it focuses on Bruce's yeah, emotions yeah. and you can hear it, you yeah. know you hear it and just the look and the intensity which is great which is a brilliant way to make a movie you you don't have to show the neck snapping you can do the sound you can do his his you see his muscles yeah. you see his veins I, I was just gonna say man Bruce Lee was so beautiful on camera if you watch just that neck break look how bright his teeth look I mean they're perfect but his muscles are glowing and glistening. And there's something about Bruce when you see him on film. He just, like, jumps out of the screen on you. Yeah. And I think some people have that and some people don't. But, yeah, no, I I, uh, I just wanted to jump in and say that, that one of the things that I think was so amazing about his coming to our, you know, lives was that he was, he was such a beautiful specimen. You know? Absolutely. And I think... You know, I heard one lady talk about how when she met both Malcolm X and Martin Luther King, I mean, I know, Malcolm X and Mar- Muhammad Ali, they were together and they were talking and they were, one of them was going to talk on her show. And she said, I remember, and I want people to hear this. She said, I want to, re- I remember how looking at them for the first time together. And I thought how beautiful these men look, like they're just beautiful, you know, black men mm-hmm. um, with their face golden. And, and so with Bruce, as a kid, I just remember thinking, I don't even know if I knew what Chinese was. But as a five-year-old, when I first saw, and I was only three when he passed, but I saw the movie, I guess. Later on. When, yeah, later on, five or six. And it was like one of my first movies that I remember. And I just remember seeing this guy that his body was just so beautiful. Like it was so cut and chiseled. You didn't see, you didn't see any marks on it, uh, of course, until he got scratched up at the end. But you didn't see marks on it, and his face was so clear, and his teeth were pretty, and and, uh, uh, and and teeth were so clear, and things like that, and eyes were so bright, and it, it's you know it was just one of those things I think that it needed to be that way for him to cross over and have so many people come together. Right. You know. I don't think anybody else could have done that. No. Of course I'm going to say that because... Yeah, well, well, you're tr- are, <laughs> you know, you're right, though. If you, you know. think about, like, uh, like there was martial arts stars prior to Bruce, you right. know, but it, that practically pretty much worked out of China because a lot of films were filmed in China, uh, you know, Hong Kong, Hong Kong. It's like Hollywood for them there. Uh, but, yeah, there was a lot of those films, but none of those guys, none of those guys... And I'm thinking, I'm really thinking of like people that predated 
you know, Bruce yeah. and stuff like that. I can't think. I can't say, for instance, like a name. I'm not right. saying, but but with Bruce, Bruce is you know it's it's everything with him that kind of you grab on grab the hold to him and you're like, who's this guy with all the energy? You know, um, there's an, another scene that solidified who, like. I think I think the scene in Enter the Dragon that really solidified Bruce Lee is the same scene. It's down in the basement where he's fighting and stuff like that. And I think he has a stick and he's fighting him, fighting him off. And then one person had nunchucks and came and swung and he ended up wrapping up the nunchucks with the stick and slid down to his hands and he had the nunchucks. Yeah. And he's like, you know, oh, and you yeah. see, oh my goodness, like, and and for him to then. Work yeah. the nunchuck and see what he's doing, and then like the pops, and you just feel every single blow. Yeah, you know, it's just like it's it's it was a um, it was I was I would say one of the best moments in cinematic his, history where yeah. you seen Bruce like with it's like it's like when people uh, it's like when someone gets their weapon, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like like you know like oh man, it's over. You know, mm-hmm. it's like. Luke Skywalker gets his lightsaber. You're like, oh right. no, he, that man got his lightsaber. It's right, over. Right. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? That's a good analogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or you know, yeah, people that get the, their weapon of choice, and you're like, uh oh, it's That's over. That's a mistake. Right? That's a mistake. Yeah. You don't let this man get some nunchucks. And so once he got him, and he starts going through people with him, you know, it's like, it was like, like, you don't focus on none of the guys getting beat up. You just seeing. Bruce's hands, yeah. Bruce going in his face, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, every, yeah. like uh-huh. everything, you know, and just his control yeah. of the nunchucks. Yeah, it was yeah. just amazing. Nunchucks are dangerous. Right, you can really right, right. hurt yourself. Right. You don't know what you're doing. Uh, you know, and I've seen people after Bruce use nunchucks, nunchucks in movies, and it's, it's not even as close to the same effect. Um, now, Bruce Lee fans out there listening, they will say, well, you know, of course he used them in other movies before Into the Dragon. Mm-hmm. But Into the Dragon was the first, you know, world-released It was American. his magnum opus. It was his... Right. In my opinion, it's his magnum opus. It yeah. was his big... Coming out. Yeah, this is who man. I am. It, and it a, introduced... Because we it was introduced to him as Kato in right. Green Hornet. So right. like it, but really... But it, we wasn't really introduced to Bruce Lee right. Right. as Kato. You know what I'm That's saying? That's right. That's right. Because when you see Bruce... In in a, you see him. Yeah. We Americans see him. Yeah. In in the Dragon. And according to my older brother, who's no longer with us, and my and my father talking to them, they were making this point. You know, a lot of Black America knew Bruce and knew his films because we would watch a lot of kung fu films. Mm. There are white Americans that watched him also, but he was very popular, and so were kung fu movies. And, Especially you know, inner city, yeah. right? Inner city kids, you know. So we would imitate that. So there were a lot of people who knew about Bruce before Into the Dragon, but they they made a point to tell me, but Into the Dragon was like the first movie that a lot of people saw, because and I thought about it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, he made those other three movies in China or in Hong Kong, and he made them quickly. So yeah, like, they short, were just yeah. shown there mainly, right? And then we would see them underground. And sometimes in certain movie theaters. But by the time they came to us in those movie theaters, Into the Dragon was already coming out, you see. Here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then later, uh-huh. they began to 
you know, come over quite a bit once he died and all that stuff. Yeah. But Amen. Yeah. So so Brute that Enter the Dragon was so huge. And I remember in one of his diary pages that somebody it might have been Linda that showed that he wrote, you know, you know, by nineteen seventy something I will be the biggest paid the highest biggest paid something like movie star in Hollywood. Hmm. So that's a little foreshadowing because he would have been. Yeah. That movie I mean, imagine sequels to that. Yeah. But anyway, and, and that and that gets us to, you know, because of uh, because of you know his death, um, yeah. and, and you know what what game of death was supposed to be. Oh, had he lived, had his his vision was seen through, and had he lived, uh, that was that, gonna be. What did you hear? Let me let me let me uh, make sure. We're as here. far as like, um, sort of the plot or the idea. All right. So the idea from Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones, Game of Death, <laughs> Game of Death is uh, essentially every, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but every level is a different element, and so, um, and so, and it's a different boss. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost like, it's almost like traveling up to the big boss. Yeah. But going, what you've seen there in John Wick 3, essentially, that's what it was, traveling up to the big boss. But, um, you, but yeah, what it is is the element of, like, just different, I'm trying to remember for sure, was it, was it seasonal? Uh, I don't know if it was every seasonal, season, but, uh, yeah, I don't know if it was seasonal, but it was kind of like, or was it elemental, like earth, wind, fire, water type of deal? It was, I thought it was, I thought everything had a, had a is symbolic. Everything was symbolic. Right. Every single I know that every single level is a symbol and it's different weapon, right. a different style. style. Yeah, everything was different leading up to uh um shoot uh your boy, uh Lou Alcinda. Um Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Mm-hmm. So leading up to was he the big boss or was there someone after? See, I, I don't know he was if he was boss. gonna be the big boss. I knew but but I think he was because I think one of the last challenges would have been um, here is something that is completely unorthodox. Yeah. And it, it's, it's the last element of a superhuman, super tall, super long, can I adapt to beat him? Also, I think uh, with, with Kareem being a student, he wanted the last person to be a student, like one of his students. And also, maybe I'm just reading more into it, but I thought that um, he wanted to show that, look, even this tall guy can do martial arts. This tall guy. Okay, yeah, he might have been been saying that too. Because, you know, like Kareem is like seven, seven, yeah. Yeah. And and for him to kick properly and and to swap properly and things like that, Uh, uh, or, or deflect. I mean, uh-huh, deflect uh-huh. properly. Uh, and, and you know, it's a it's weird seeing. It's a, it's a weird visual to see this big tall dude fighting this little dude. You know, but uh, but it well, worked. but that's but that's the thing. See, that's the, see. A lot of people are always afraid. Not afraid, but they ask the question when we're studying martial arts. Would this work on such and such? Would this work in this case? Mm-hmm. You know, a young lady may say, "Could I?" Could I use Wing Chun to defend a big man uh, against a big man? Right. So he was, in my opinion, was going to show that here's a guy that I really can't even reach when he kicks. 
hit, when he punches, he grabbed his, you know. He grabbed his face, didn't he? Right, of, of one of the guys, I think, before him or something like that or something like that. Mm. Um, and so I can't even reach him. So how do I adapt? So that was going to be the huge challenge. But um, it was going to be a, a mixed martial artist movie. Um, uh, what is it? What's the word I'm looking for? Like their like their Bible, like their beginning, their Genesis. Mm. It was going to show you. Here's the future of martial arts. You better have something that you can you can practice so readily that you can fight off all of these different types because you don't know who you're going to meet on mm. the street. So he wanted to have so a tournament. It was, it was MMA. It was essentially it was, MMA. It was MMA. It was MMA. So. Um, now imagine that in 70, he's showing you, you better have something that you can, you can, you can use for all of these different styles. Otherwise, you're, you're, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Yeah. Yeah, Because if you run into one of these styles, it's over. Yeah. So, and and it was also answering the question of, is there one style better than the other? Mm. No. The style that's best is the one that's adaptable. You know, and the thing is, man, I feel like with uh, I feel like with uh, Game of Death, with his death, uh, they and them going and finishing the movie, it cheapened it cheapened it his did. his his vision it because did. there's this one scene where they had his stand in, and the stupid cut out of Bruce's oh, face, yeah, and it looks so bad. Yeah, it doesn't look believable at all. Right. And they use a lot of... I think it's even moving yeah, or something. And, yeah. and they use a lot of his... Uh, they use a lot of guys uh, in glasses, back of the heads, walking yeah. away from the camera, things like that just kind of concealed that it's not Bruce in those scenes. Uh, I think that maybe, I don't know, I th- and, and I think that doing that also bled into people say, oh, so we can still make it without Bruce. Mm-hmm. And that's what bled into the the Bruce PlayStation films, those yeah. films that they said, oh, well, hey, I can get me a Bruce Lee. Right. I can get me somebody and call him Bruce Lee. And, and just, you know, people come to the movies, even though I'm going to spell his name Bruce L.I., Bruce Lai, you know, or I'm going to call him Dragon Lee and just say that's his brother. You know, I remember as a kid hearing, Dragon Lee is Bruce Lee's brother, you know, uh, and so I was like, "Oh, that's Bruce Lee's brother." I like to see that, you know. He, if Bruce Lee was good. Dragon Lee gonna be good too, you know, because uh, uh, as a kid, you believe and you're gullible, and you're like, uh, you know. But then Bruce growing up, and you're seeing these Bruce lies, Dragon Lee, uh, the other one. There's another one that's like that. You're seeing them, and you're like, and then you're comparing them to Bruce. You're like, man, that's not even close. Yeah. They're not even close. They don't even hold a candle. They can do this all they want. Right. They can, they can, uh, you know, do the uh, little mannerisms all they want, things like that. But they will never be, nor will there ever be another Bruce. Right. I agree. And you know, and and, and I look at it now, and I'll say we're at five. Oh, okay. But but we're we're, we're going to continue it. <laughs> okay. You want to stop? Yeah. Let Let's go ahead and uh, stop right here, and we're going to pick it right back up. Thank you for uh, joining us again. Uh, I stopped real quick. Um, but yeah, the exploitations um, of uh, those things. Um, I think that what happened, like people, you can't, you can't duplicate Bruce. 
uh, and many people tried. Uh, during the little intermission, I was talking to Quentin about uh, briefly about The Last Dragon. It's a movie about a guy named Bruce Leroy. <laughs> Bruce Leroy. Uh, and uh, he goes up against a guy named Shonuff. The Shogun of the uh, Shogun of Harlem, Shonef, and uh, he was like, and this guy, and these two dudes, these two brothers, lives in Harlem, and they dress like like Shonef has on this like like Shogun type of outfit with these shades that has like uh, visors like uh, look like uh, your blinds like that, uh-huh. and has like a little. Uh, Asian, the Asian symbol in the middle, uh, and you know he's like, "Who is the baddest?" You know, show enough, but yeah, it, you know, and he he has a style of karate that he uses. I think it's no, it's style of kung fu that he uses. Um, that you know, but then like you have Bruce Leroy, who essentially wants to be like Lee, uh, Bruce Lee. He kind of talks. Like, he kind of talks uh, like a philosopher, you know, mm-hmm. master. So how, how should we proceed? You know, things like that. Uh, but there's a part in the movie in which he's getting beat up. And um, and essentially he's having flash, like it shows scenes of, somebody says, somebody says this about Bruce Lee. Uh, Bruce Lee has the glow. He says Bruce Lee has the glow. And in order for you to win, in order for you to fight and succeed, you got to find your glow or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so, essentially, at one point in the movie, he gets the glow. And he literally has a, they literally put a, put a glow around his body. Yeah. And, and, like, and they're fighting. And then, like, when they hit each other, sparks is flying off of each other. And he's punching them with sparks. You know, oh, it's such a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a cult classic Right. Because it's so cheesy. Yeah, yeah. But uh, my point with that is, uh, in the other movies, uh, like, uh, for instance, No Retreat, No Surrender, um, they had a, a character who was a big fan of Bruce Lee. He moved to San Francisco. Uh, I think it's San Francisco is where Bruce was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and he went to visit Bruce Lee's grave. And he's like, Master Lee, I'm here to you know learn from you. And something like that. Uh, but then some part of the movie... They had a guy to show up. It's supposed to be Bruce Lee to uh, teach him how to uh, teach him Kung Fu Mm -hmm. and teach him how to fight. And it's so corny. The guy looks nothing like Bruce, nothing like Bruce. And, uh, but that's the first movie you've seen John Clyde Van Damme show up as the villain and John Clyde and this guy fights and, uh, and John Clyde is getting the best of him until like he taps into that Bruce and he starts doing Bruce Lee stuff and, Beat uh, up John Clavana. It's like early eighties. So oh, bad. Okay, okay. But yeah, my point real quick uh with it is that uh these flotation movies, they try to get by on uh what a lot of people do today, try to get by off nostalgia. Uh hey, you remember Bruce? Well this is just like Bruce. You know. But it but for those purists of Bruce Lee's, those people that really love his who he was and his films can't really fool us. Although, even though we still kind of would love to see someone adapt a Bruce Lee's story yeah. and tell the story accurately, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I remember being younger, and I used to think I was, I used to get upset at that when I would see all these people copying Bruce Lee and fooling mm-hmm. people. 
because you would hear, you always had someone who, you know, they didn't know Bruce Lee that well, and they would say, oh, I just saw a Bruce Lee film. Oh, yeah, what was it called? Oh, it was called Two, Two Fists of Five Heavens or something. I'm like, okay, he only made four movies. What are you talking about? Here, I'll show you. And it's a guy that looks like Bruce Lee saying that he's Bruce. This Bruce was growing Lee. up. Yeah. Like, yeah. And this was growing up. So I used to be upset because there was also this idea back in that time, early 70s, where people thought he was still alive. Mm. That, you know, he faked his death, Tupac-ish type thing, and, or whoever. And you can Jim throw Morrison, in anybody. Anyone, yeah, so you yeah. can throw any icon that died, that died young yeah <laughs> but um and so i used to be upset when i would see all these movies but now looking at it you know i tell you it's like i kind of smile because it's like that's paying homage to a man when you constantly try to copy him and bruce even said you know key to immortality is living a life worth remembering hmm. and he is immortal because according to that definition because people are constantly referring to him when it comes to making video games that are fighting games yeah when you see him pop up in a pop video up, game you're like oh bruce is in this game yeah as soon as you saw mortal Kombat yeah. way back in the uh early 80s yeah as soon as you saw what was it lee something Kane. Luke Kane. he was like yeah okay yeah and then like with uh tekken when you seen law you right, like Law. Oh, like, like Law Bruce. was yeah, a blatant right. ripoff Copy of Bruce, Bruce Lee. Lee. Uh, <laughs> Even down to the yellow the yellow and black. The jumpsuit that, suit, you, jumpsuit, free, yeah. Yeah, that you can unlock. So what, now I look at it and I'm like, man, that's a great life that he had lived. You know, I, I hope they always give him credit for it and not try to say it's someone else. You know, whenever you do something great, somebody's ready to copy it and then someone else is ready to steal it from mm. and make it theirs. And our history is replete of a certain, you know, you know, image of white America taking from Black America, from Black America and other and cultures, and making it, uh, as their rock know, and roll, the, rock and roll, rock and roll. Yeah. But you know, I, I was just talking to a friend, a little friend who had a son, and he's Latino, and I, and I, and I thought, and I should say, Latino, he's Mexican American. Um, Latin, Latin is not a country, uh, so he's Mexican. Right. Mm. Um, but anyway, uh, and I was saying, you know, it's look at Taco Bell. It's a, supposedly a Mexican restaurant, Mexican food. Yeah, supposedly. So we're going south of mm. the border. But I have never seen in introducing, and I was telling my friend this, in introducing any products, any taco, any new enchilada. I've never seen a Hispanic or, or I shouldn't say that, Mexican or um, Mexican American in any of their commercials. No, that's true. I haven't seen. It. Now there might be out there because I don't watch TV a lot. But here you're talking about taking food from a culture, and not even going to show them in your commercials. Mm. So where do where do young kids think Taco Bell? Who makes that food? We do white, you know, or black people. No, that you should at least show. So I hope it never gets to where. They're doing some what up, what up, and they say, "Here's the legendary artist," and they make him blonde and blue eyed, and they yeah. say, "Bruce Leo or something," yeah. you know, yeah. call him. Some, Bruce and then kids starts, <laughs> you know, but I don't think that's gonna happen. No. So, you know, people who are listening, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying, you know, martial artists give Bruce credit, right? right? Um, people like the Beatles, other um, musicians, Adele, whoever. Uh, 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 
what's his name? Trey Songs, uh, 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 Bruno Mars. Yeah. They'll give credit to Motown and to the legends. Yeah. I just hope we always give credit to Bruce. And not, like, you know, uh, take his, his, uh, his thing, his teachings and his style and say it's just it came from us us. it's us it's like yeah you know like so even when i watch blade or i watch uh the um uh, um sherlock holmes with um uh robert downey robert downey and he's doing wing chung when i watch uh what was the other movie i wrote down oh yip man yeah that was super popular yeah you look at that and you see bruce lee's influence Hmm. absolutely and so I want to get to Chinese connection because we said we're going to talk about yeah. it real quick. Go ahead. I'm gonna oh, real quick. Uh, just with, and which I, I can we can go back to this a little bit later. But uh, what you mentioned, Yip Man, in the movies, I haven't I haven't fought with those movies. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed the first one. Absolutely, yeah, I, yeah. I think that that's the that's the one I only that's the only one I watched. Yeah, I don't, I don't I, yeah. The other I seen clips or scenes from the other ones. I felt like for one, I, I've always waited. Introduce Bruce, you know, introduce that, you know. But even though the first one kind of has a little epilogue where it says he also trained Bruce Lee, later on became this guy, you know, da, da, da. Um, But I believe that it kind of took this man's life and then just made it just an entertainment. Because uh, you've got Mike Tyson showing up. Right. Yeah. At, yeah, at, at that point, it's dumb, yeah, man. It's dumb. It's yeah, dumb. how are you going to have Mike Tyson with a tattoo on his face? Show up in this movie yeah. and fight Yip Man. It's dumb, you know. Uh, you know, it's not like uh, it's not like uh, Fist of Legend, uh, not Fist of Legend. What's that uh, Jet Li film where uh, is it Fist of Legend? Where he uh, essentially he's fighting all these different like boxing and wrestlers and stuff like that. And uh, but yeah, it's not like that. But I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was. Uh, and then uh, you know, to the fairness of Yip Man's people. I think a lot of them did not want that to go that way. Um, and, and Yip Man, just for the record, didn't really teach Bruce Lee. Um, it was more like Wang Shung Lung, who was one of Yip Man's students. And, and um, you know, there's um, a guy that's out in L.A. I can't think of his name. He's an old guy. Um, but anyway, they, so they both kind of work with Bruce Lee. Yeah. Because it, you got to remember, Yip Man was like the top. And so he had many students. Yeah. And so, you know, he, he couldn't work with all of them. But he did, there's reports that he did like Bruce Lee. He thought he was a special, you know, kind of kid. But he, you know, he, uh, uh, you know, he didn't really work on them one-on-one. Go ahead. You, where you, you know, uh, and I'll get back to yours. Uh, but I think that you have a lot of people that, like, with that, with Yip Man. And they like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can connect myself back to Yip or... I can connect myself to Bruce. You know, there used to be a little saying, uh, I trained under Bruce Lee. He's on the fifth floor and I was on the fourth, you know. Oh, yeah, You know, yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. But, uh, uh, but yeah, uh, like, people people want to connect themselves back yeah. to Bruce Lee. Uh, like, I, like, my lineage in, 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 in uh, karate uh, can be connected back to the real life, uh, the real life Mr. Miyagi uh, okay. through... Uh, through my my uh, my uh, teacher, my sensei, uh, John Rigdon, uh, who uh, who was trained by another guy, who was trained by another guy who was trained by Miyagi. 
okay. back in like okay. Okinawa, you know. Mm-hmm. So that that there's something that I love that I can kind of trace that. Yeah. Uh, but you know, but with Bruce, uh, honestly, you know, he taught some people, but he only has, I guess, a handful of actual, like, disciples. I right. would say. Yeah, yeah, uh, right. Like, right. Um, John Saxon is probably one of them. Was Jim Kelly one of them for sure? I know that uh, Kareem was. Jim Brown, maybe not not Jim, yeah. but Jim Kelly would be Jim considered Kelly. one. Yeah, because yeah, he worked, he trained with Matt. Yeah, uh, I think Robert Wall was he a, a student? A student of his? You remember him from uh, Enter the Dragon, the guy with the uh, birthmark or something on his face? Yeah, yeah, a lot of those people you mentioned, they trained with him, and they would consider Bruce like teaching them. But they won't consider but themselves not, disciples. Right. They may not consider themselves But Saxon disciples. was a disciple. Well, uh, John Saxon. Uh, who, so I, I only know that he trained with them. He I don't trained know. Him. Uh, what about, uh, I know, uh, was it Steve McQueen? Yeah, now he's a student of yeah. his. Yeah. He was a student that took classes often. Um, so, yeah, he had quite a few students. And then he had some people that he, you know, um, Santo, who was his own martial artist, he's the guy that's in Game of Death that fights him with the nunchucks. They traded a lot and they worked together a lot, but he so he would help Bruce with some things and Bruce would help him. So they would, I guess he would consider Bruce one of his Sifu, I guess, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so as far as lineage and people who followed him, there's quite a few. Um, there was the Japanese student that I believe was his second or third student, but he was one of his highest students. I can't think of his name right now. And then his first student, Jesse, was the, the African-American uh, He was the first student of Bruce. Yeah. Um, that they showed even in Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. Oh, okay. He was okay. the guy that went with him like, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was that guy. So it was true that that was his first, like, American student. Um, so that's... But, okay, but yeah, so let's, let's get, get to the Chinese, Chinese connection because I'm, I'm not that familiar with it. Yeah, so Chinese connection to me is second, and it's right after Into the Dragon. And the reason why, and it's only second mainly because of probably the way it was maybe shown to us and directed. Mm-hmm. Just It's not as beautiful and inclusive in a sense of its meaning right. as Into the Dragon. But it's well done. It's, it's a... It's a really good movie with a good story because of uh, it's the oppression story. But Bruce, <laughs> there's a, just him in that white suit in the beginning um, as the student of his fallen teacher. And, uh, you know, him crying out, teacher, teacher, as he's trying to dig his teacher out of the grave, just shows that, you know, that loyalty, that bond with, you know, his teacher and that sort of thing. But also shows that he, he, he comes off the, the screen as this young, um, very talented, gifted, uh, next in line mm-hmm. type disciple of his teacher. And everybody respects him and know how bad he is, like everybody in his school. And then you just see this guy kind of just right all the wrongs. And he's kind of doing it by himself. So... For a young man watching that, you know, you, you kind of feel like, yeah, that's how I would, you know, that's how we would want to take it to the man or take it to the big guy who right. is, you know, oppressing us or whatever. And so that was a big statement type movie. Uh, dealt with a lot of, you know, you can't go here. So, you know, we can't drink at this fountain 
over there it was mm -hmm. same, but it was like you can't be in this park, only dogs. Right. So that's why I said Bruce connected with a lot of minorities and definitely in America with a lot of Africans, African Americans, because we could relate to those stories, right? And just to see him, the way he just exploded and you know took over and and, and right all of these uh, wrongs here, it was just it was beautiful. And then to me. His fight scene, where he uh, there's several that are that are iconic. The one that you um, talked about when we were talking during the break, when he does his hands and you can yeah. see the blur, that's iconic. Um, the the fight with the Japanese, once again, he does MMA he, in the movie. Doesn't he uh, pretend to be a phone operator? Well, uh, I shouldn't say MMA, but did, did he pretend yeah, to be like a yeah, phone he operator? Kind to be of. a phone operator, so he can get the jump on who did what, who yeah. killed his teacher. But um, so he he does some more acting in that. But to me, that was the one that really sh showed off his ability to act. And he was being kind of comedic as well. Yeah, he? yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm familiar with that scene. Yeah, he was he was comedic, but then he could switch and be completely, like just, um, um, uh, I guess. Um, Violent and and abrasive and and driven mm -hmm. in, in this negative way. So, but I was going to talk about the school fight scene when he says, you know, I'm going to make you guys eat this paper. Whoever stays, yeah, but he gives him. He, but but the cool thing is he gives people a chance to leave. He says, so this doesn't concern you. I'm after your teacher, and, <laughs> and then so I thought that was cool. Like he didn't go in and just, all right, let me just kill everybody up in here. It was like he still had this wherewithal to make this scene be a scene where you could see that the guy, we can relate to this guy. He wasn't just a villain. Just go, We could relate to that, too, yeah. like if he was just going out. But he was a guy that was, was still, all right, if you, you know, this doesn't concern you, you can leave. Um, I'm after your teacher. and But if you stay, um, you know, I'm going to make you eat this paper or whatever, blah, yeah. blah, right? But but the whole fight scene, the reason why I brought that up is because that was the first time we had seen many martial art movies with swords and guys taking on a lot of guys, right? Right. But that was the first time we had seen in such close quarters, um, su such explosive choreo choreography of fighting mm -hmm. that I can remember. And I've been trying to watch other Chinese and, and martial arts films to see if I'd seen anything like that. Now, like again... We did have, you know, the blind swordsmen. We had, you know, assassin films and jet yeah. samurai. But they were usually in bigger quarters. Right. And they were with weapons or whatnot. And it was kind of drawn out, you know, moving here, moving it. This was like in a small room. And you right. saw how Confined. skilled he was yeah. with kicks and punches and roll. And he would do things that you would say, yeah, yeah. I can see you doing that you I know i think the next time you kind of see something like that like years later we'll probably be in the first yip man when he's fighting the, the 10 well and that's that's why that's why i sit that's why i was bringing that up is to say like in in blade and in it man and in other films you can see that chinese connection inside that room oh fight. so it so that so that scene in chinese connection essentially kind of gave birth to the uh those type of close quarter fights that you see, like 
in the Matrix and yes. uh, in in those and like where it's like one guy kind of outnumbered yeah by a group and he's yeah. fighting his way through and, yeah. and, and uh, those close quarters and yeah and absolutely it, and, and I can see that and it's not I grew up with the seeing that and not really realizing that that's where it kind of came from that's yeah where it stemmed from so yeah and and so that Chinese connection fight scene to me set the table or was the blueprint mm-hmm. right um, uh, for a lot of movies today and and. Um, it, it's just beautifully uh, made, uh, and if you watch it today, with the exception of him talk, twirling the two guys, everything else looks like like pretty realistic. Yeah, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't look. Uh, he he was really smart at not making this look like I'm some superhuman jumping all over the place and all that stuff. Um, so anyway, uh, I just say that because Chinese Connection should be given credit mm-hmm. uh, along with Into the Dragon as setting up like the movies that we've seen today. Um, um, yeah. I, know, I know that uh, they they kind of pushed it as this, but in 2001, uh, Jet Li made Kiss of the Dragon, which is supposed to have been uh, the... Uh, Sequel, the under, I don't know if it's the, it's supposed to be the unofficial sequel to a Bruce film. Yeah, I think you it remember was, hearing that. Yeah, was it I, was it way of the Ma- was it way of the master Chinese? Con- I thought it was always Chinese connection. It was supposed to be of Chinese connection. Okay, that's yeah, what I thought. Or it was. what they called, um, they call that one Fist of Fury. Yeah. So it's weird. Like they they switch. We switch. I shouldn't say that. I'm sorry. See that's that's our American. Thing. Yeah, well, we, we switched their names. Jet also has yeah. Fist of Legend, uh, but as well. Um, so, but yeah, but yeah, with I remember watching Kiss of Kiss of the Dragon, and it was like it was a, it was a similar scene with within a dojo. I think. Yeah, no, it is. Or, or, yeah, uh, where is. Uh, yeah. Uh, which dojo is Japanese? <laughs> I'm sorry, it's right, not Chinese. Should, yeah, I'm so should. sorry. Right. Uh, it's me putting other martial arts terms on that you can't do that because right. like uh, in kung fu is sifu mm-hmm. uh in and uh in karate is is a uh, sensei and then mm-hmm. it's different even in hapkido because that's korean so okay. you gotta yeah. you gotta be aware of the cultures right right which right. you're you're talking about but uh but yeah um we're gonna wrap it up here soon okay, yep, but yep. but i want to mention real quick the type of people that we kind of got, if because of Bruce, we got a Donnie in. Yeah. Uh, we got. Uh, I would I would argue and say Steven Seagal, all the Michael Michael J. White, uh, John Clyde, who isn't. I I don't really consider him a martial artist. Back in the day when I was younger and a kid, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, now he's just a pretty dancer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. his stuff isn't. I don't consider him a martial artist. I don't really consider, even though Steve Seagal, uh, Akito, 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 I think he did, he think did, Akito, yeah. not Hapkido. Uh, my, um, my, um, my master, the teacher in, in Hapkido would tell you this, uh, that uh, Akito, Akito, whatever the hell that's called, <laughs> uh, he uh, is, oh, there's a bug on the path, let's pick it up and move it out the way and continue our journey. Hapkido, oh, there's a bug on the path. Let's take a rock and slam it on it and kill it and get it out the way. So, you know, so it's more of it's uh, the the uh, Mushukwan uh, Hapkido is uh, more of a military style of Hapkido where it's like 
you don't want to go in and say, yeah, yeah, you know, you want to be quiet so that you can kill more men hmm. and then get out, you know. Makes you don't sense. want to alert people to who, where you are, you know. Right, right. Uh, and so that's what that style of Hapkido is. And it's about taking other people, using uh, pain, pain management, uh, not pain management, but using pressure points and pain compliance okay. to get people to, to do what you need them to do. Or go, like, I want you to go in this direction. Right, so I'm going right. to turn you in. I'm going to use your, you know, pain to force you to go over there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use your pain to make you submit. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use your, you know, this to make you do this, you know. But, uh, uh, I, so not really Steven Seagal, uh, even though he has a part in it. But because but my point is, Donnie and Jet, Jackie, uh, Wesley, Yep. Jason Statham to some degree. Yeah, yeah. Um, these all these guys, uh, they wouldn't be even David Carradine. Mm-hmm. You know, it will actually, and and I'm glad I brought him up because that was supposed to be Bruce's show, right? Uh, Kung Fu yeah. was supposed to be Bruce's show, yeah. and that mm-hmm. is and and although people love that show, it's a classic show. It's very racially insensitive because it has this white man. Playing a role that was really meant for Bruce for Lee, me, yeah, and and to imagine and, and to have, I can only imagine what Bruce felt like, I like know. this this show is supposed to be, because he's he's in Green Hornet, it's Kato, a sack, he's like essentially a Robin, but a Robin that can fight, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. uh, and to say, oh yeah, we're gonna develop a show for you called Kung Fu, and it's just for you, and you can showcase and it's about you and showing this. And to then give it away to this white guy, right. David Carradine, and uh, and but because of that, that forced him to say, "I'm through with America. Let me go back to Hong Kong. Let me make those movies." And then and and then later on, I think Inner Dragon came later yeah. on. It's mm-hmm. like his next to last film, wasn't right. it? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. and so because but so everything has a reason, a purpose. Right. Even him not getting. Him not getting that movie in a show, him not getting Kung Fu, led to him being fed up with America, with the West. And let me go to Hong Kong. And uh, in Hong Kong, he became a superstar. Yeah. Uh, where where the Jackie Chan's a superstar today. Bruce Lee was like a superstar, like right. a megastar right. uh, then. And, uh, and because of that, that gave way to us to get into the dragon and for us to get reintroduced, actually for the first time mm-hmm. introduced to Bruce. And he, and gave us the, the other two really good movies, the Chinese Connection and Return of the Dragon. Yeah. For me, in my opinion, yeah. uh, Big Boss was his first and they didn't really know. Yeah, they didn't know. You, I, I think I have seen Big Boss a little bit. Yeah, they, I, it's it forgettable. was slow. It's very slow. And uh, you could tell he didn't have that much it's with control. The, he has like the short hair, right? Short, uh, short haircut. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's fairly like, short, yeah. Yeah, whereas like uh, I think in Chinese Connection, it was a little bit it longer. Was, it was a little bit then longer. He had his classic look in Enter the yep. Dragon. And then from there, he had a classic look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we wouldn't have had those movies to your point. You know, mm-hmm. so I, yeah, it happens for, you know, it, history, it's not, for, it's not, you know, forgiving. It's not designed to take care of us. Isn't it funny though? You know, uh, you mentioned this with uh, um, 
when we was watching uh, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh-huh. you mentioned this, and it's so true, that for those murders to have happened, certain elements and things had to take place in order for those people to be at that house mm-hmm. to be affected by the Manson family. Mm-hmm. You know, in life, things had to happen. Uh, you know, someone had to win that magic ticket to go and aboard the Titanic to yeah. be a part of the, those that suffer, you know, died or work in the World Trade Center that day in which they went they went down, you know, or to not go to the World Trade Center that day because, you know, I don't feel like going that day mm-hmm. or I'm calling out sick mm-hmm. or any other scenario. And those things happen in order to, and now it's history. Yeah. But in the, in the process, looking at it, you don't know, but it's like a puzzle pieces that's being, it's like, it's like strokes of a, of a canvas of painting. And you don't really know what you're painting. You don't really see it until you really, like, in hindsight, step back and look at it. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, man. Yeah. Yo, that's somebody's face. Yo, mm-hmm. that's a, I, I see birds, man. I see I see a cloud. I, I thought it was just a blue spot, but it actually is clouds now. Mm-hmm. I see that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and so with what, I say, what I'm saying is that Bruce's life, even those misfortunes in his life, Gave us Enter the Dragon, gave us Jin Kundo, gave us, mm-hmm. you know, Bruce Lee, and then his death fueled Kung Fu movies, Kung Fu yeah. martial arts, the, the East, and few people, oh man, I want to learn. Let me learn something. Mm-hmm. Shoot, uh, I want to learn Kung Fu. Uh, we don't have Kung Fu right here. Well, what do we have? Karate? Oh, let me learn that. You know, then go on to do that. Or let me learn Taekwondo or let me learn kickboxing or let me learn this because everything, everything, everything's connected. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, Life cares about life. You know, it it doesn't care about you. And so Mm. it, it, it evolved. It's going to happen. It's going to take its place. And you're just hoping that you're okay in the end. Mm. The people you love are okay. But that's real. Yeah, we're gonna. It's like a wrecking ball. You just hope that you you're not in the <laughs> in the path of it, you right? Know? Um, and I mean that's that's true. That's what it is. And so, um, I, I I think having this show for Bruce is important though, because it it gives people a refresher as to how he changed our culture and what kind of credit he should receive. Yeah, you know. And I would even go as far as to say before Bruce. America, period, looked at Asians in a very negative way. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. Stereotypes. You see, Stereotypes. Uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Dean Martin. Not Dean Martin. What's the other guy? Jerry Lee Lewis, uh, who plays like plays like the Mr. Whatever. You know, oh, 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 with the buck yeah. teeth and the, yeah. you know, the, all Chinamen, all, uh, you know, Rat, you know, rat mustaches, yeah. and you know, with the long fingers, and mm-hmm. just and the uh, and the xenophobic, yeah, like Fu that, Manchu, right? yeah, those those xenophobic type of uh, characters, yeah. and um, and you can see that also with uh, just a lack of knowledge of who 
of culture, um, and, I, and, and I, black culture, and black culture. Too. And I remember even growing up um, before uh, Bruce's influence kind of spread as far as it did, right? Mm -hmm. So even uh, even though I was born after Bruce, I mean not born, um, but lived or went to school after Bruce had already been here and gone. It took a while before the effect really, you know, influenced a lot of people right. to treat Chinese Americans the same. And so what I was going to say is I remember being five or six, and I thought, uh, you know, Chinese and Asian kids were cool because I grew up watching Bruce Lee. But I noticed that uh, they weren't received well, like from by the teachers, you know, by now it's different. Yeah. You know, but back then I remember that in the in the eighties is the same. Yeah, and so and so you know people like Bruce, man, because there's there's something about that racism thing that anybody can be a victim of, and anybody can be a racist if you think you're better than someone else based on your race. Yeah, yeah. there's something about it that when you see someone that's outside of your race that you say wow to, it makes you break down those imaginary. Um, Paradigms yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and beliefs that you thought you those had for pre, sure. Pre, uh, pre, was it uh, preconceived type of notions? Yeah. Mm -hmm. we, we can call that in psychology perceptual sets. You can have those on people and stereotypes, but when you see somebody that you grab and you say "Wow" to, man, it, you, you you have to, you know, you have to say, "I was wrong." So Bruce made a lot of people say. You know, no, they ain't. They aren't these weak, young, or small little people. These guys are powerful. Amen. And this, you know, and it kind of empowered, empowered Chinese culture uh, to to extent where, uh, yeah, like you said, now okay, let's make a movie with a Chinese man. Like if if it wasn't for Bruce, we wouldn't had. Uh, which I don't really like the movie, but. Uh, uh, ready to rumble, you know, or whatever. That what's that movie with uh, Rumble in the Jungle? Which the one with Jack, Jackie Chan when he comes over, Rumble in the Bronx. There you go, uh, where he comes over and it's badly dubbed, things like that. But still, if it wasn't for Bruce, we wouldn't have that. We wouldn't. They wouldn't. They wouldn't take a chance on a, on him or, or Jet Li. When Jet Li first came over, they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna have you be the villain. And uh, Lethal Weapon 2, uh, Lethal Weapon 4, he's the villain. Uh, we're going to have you be the villain. Yeah. But you can't hold back, like, Jet Li's power. You can hold back yeah. who he was. So let's let's then showcase him in movies. Even if Romeo's, Romeo Must Die or whatever else, let's showcase his film, his movies, or his his power. Yeah. But if, if that, what I'm saying, that wouldn't have happened if Bruce Lee didn't say, it's like, you know how we say, well, let's take the power back with the N-word, you know, which, right, right, you know, right, right, right. Uh, not saying that the power, that word has power, you know, I, I agree we with, give it power. yeah, we give it power. I agree with uh, Richard Pryor who says he was wrong when he went to Africa. He's like, do you see any right. niggas? Yeah, 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 do you yeah. see any yeah. of them around here? Right. No, no, I see, see, see strong black people. He says, yeah, you was wrong. He said, oh, I was wrong. I'd never use that word again. Mm -hmm. and, and for all I know, he never did, you know. Right. But um, he it, it, he says, well, no, I'm going to show now 
blackness in a different angle. I'm not going to give white people the power to use that word. Because you remember when he said this about, you know, mm-hmm. no, I'm not going to give them the power. And Bruce says, I'm not going to give you the power to look at me as just a oh, little Chinaman or, yeah. or, or or a stereotype. Or, hon, 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 you, can, you know, I'm not going to give you that power to look at me or look at my culture that way. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to what you said at the very beginning of this. Uh, you know, he was so pr- protective of the culture. But not protective as in, no, you can't see it, you can't experience it, you can't even be involved with it. No, I'm going to show it to you, but I'm going to show it to you, but I'm going to make sure that you're handling it properly. It's like a newborn baby. I'm going to let you hold my child, right? but I'm going to make sure that you're holding the child properly. Right, right, exactly. And, and that's a good point. So, that's, um, so when I think of that and I think of, like I said, Bruce's impact, you know, I, I'll say this, and this is just to sum up his influence. I'm, you know, 20, 30 years after, 20 or so years after his death, I'm going to China to play, you know, basketball over there. And um, I'm going there mainly because of Bruce Lee's influence in my life. But I get to a lecture hall, or I'm sorry, um, a, um, a basketball arena, and they want me to give a lecture on basketball to like these upcoming young kids. It's almost like a camp. Was you out of there? No, no. It was almost like a camp. So I had to do, but they weren't participating. They just wanted to listen to me, and they wanted me to demonstrate some things. And uh, so I do that, right? Show them shooting, show them dribbling, all that stuff. And I'm talking, and the translator is translating to them as I talk. Oh, this is how you do this, and this is why we do this, and this is what you'll need to do. So at the end of the talk, I'll say, you know, thank you. I said, you know, thank you for allowing me to blah. And she said, shish, yeah, that kind of thing. And then, um, and then I said, I, I came over here because as a kid, younger than you, I had a, a hero. And this hero showed me that, you know, people are people. She's translating. Blah, 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 blah. And they're like, oh, okay. And parents are there too. And they're like, oh, okay. And I said, and, and this hero was... Uh, a man that looked like you. And then, so I see them kind of like, you know, leaning forward, that kind of thing. She's translating. And I said, and that hero is Bruce Lee. And and she looks at me, and then she thought, oh, Lee Shalom. You know, she says his name. And they all like clap and stand up and this and that. And I'm like, there's the, there's the connection. There's the influence of those movies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I think of Bruce and he's on my door in my office, people don't know that that's what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about how a person can change uh, um, someone thousands of miles and decades away from his existence to tr- in such a way that he's going to travel and try to give back to his culture like he gave to ours. Yeah, amen. So, yeah. So it's it's just, and so for the movies, it's not just the movies, it's the philosophies, it's the... It's the way he lived, the way he um, uh, walked the streets with pride, things like that, that it's a part of my history, too, you know. And, and so, yeah. yeah. Hey, man, that's a good way to end it. Uh, I enjoy talking to you about Bruce. Uh, and my, my hopes is with this, if you're not familiar with Bruce Lee, please take time to find uh, one of his actual movies and not uh, – Bruce Lai movie or a Dragon Lee movie. 
But please find. I would recommend. I would recommend End of the Dragon is the best showcase of who yep. Bruce is. Yep. Uh, Chinese Connection is also. Uh, I would say End of the Dragon first. Yeah, End of the Dragon. And then uh, Return of Return of the Dragon. Return of the Dragon. Would be yeah, the third, yeah. Look yeah. at those, and then, and then maybe look at Game of Death. But look at Game of Death, in a sense of knowing that he didn't get to finish it, and they and they took a lot of shortcuts to get it done. But the scenes with him in it is great. So yeah. look at those. Uh, look, maybe just look at the YouTube the fight scenes, uh, <laughs> the, yeah. the the yeah. the fight the whole fight scene. You can yeah. throw away the rest of it. Just YouTube that part. But uh, yeah, man, uh, this is Aaron Whitlow, uh, Quentin Hollis, and thank you for uh, marking out with us about Bruce Lee.